Why can't I just make the eggs? Because you take too long, you make a big mess, and I have to clean the whole thing up. Eggs aren't good for the environment anyways. What? You heard her. Eat quickly, please. Look at all these pictures. Every newspaper looks like USA Today. Shelly and I are trying to be vegan. That's the soy milk. You wear leather jackets. But they're vintage, so they don't support the industry. They aren't done. There's white stuff. You know how much you have brambles? Pigs are smarter than him, even. I never thought brambles was a genius, okay? Mom, the eggs are not done. Fine, make your own fucking eggs. I wanted to. You won't let me. Your sister doesn't like me. I'm hungry. She does. There's a chance. Going to bed. Welcome to Film Punch. This is the podcast where we watch a movie and then talk about it right afterwards. I'm your host, Angela Shershen, and I'm with... Dave Klingerman. Larissa. Sharon Renkis. Esperanto Wanzo. And we just watched the Academy Academy Award-nominated film Lady Bird. Um, So this movie came out this year uh, in... Well, actually 2017. Sorry, forgot we're in 2018 now. Um, It's been nominated for several Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actress, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Director. It should be noted, this is the directorial debut of Greta Gerwig, the indie actress darling. Um, And so yeah, we're here to discuss it. So I know, Boris and Esperanto, you guys, this was your first time seeing this, right? Yeah. So what was your reaction? I really liked it. I thought it was uh, a really beautiful story. It was a really good coming of age story. Um, I feel like it was my generation, so I, I related to it a lot. Yeah, it was a very strong movie. I think the characters were really, uh, you know, they were not doing very out of like out of world action stuff you know there was just normal life but the way they put the story across was very strong and it was very explanatory by itself common life yeah i know and dave sharon and i we all saw this before so this is our second viewing so what'd you guys think seeing it a second time i think i liked it just as much watching it the second time as i did the first time um and I, I think there might have been a couple of things I didn't catch, like the first time I watched it. Uh, unfortunately, I can't remember what those things were off the top of my head, but uh, I know there was something. Um, uh, I don't remember anymore. Um, but yeah, it, it was. I really liked it a lot. It, I really enjoyed the, the dynamic between uh, Ladybird and, and her mother. It's kind of dysfunctional, I guess. Um, and I was watching the whole thing. I don't remember if this occurred to me the first time, but I'm watching this just like, Lady Bird is such an asshole. And she doesn't like mean to be. And she does have a good heart. And I think her head's in the right place for the most part. She just doesn't really think about the, the impact of some of what some of the things she does will happen to people. I mean, her mom's a bit of an asshole, too. I mean, she says some fairly horrible things to her brother. Her mom is... Kind of digging at each other. Yeah. There is a very, I love you, but I hate you relationship. It's almost like... I mean, in a way, it's not quite a mother-daughter relationship. It's almost like a big sister-little sister relationship in some ways, you know. I just wondered if part of it was the fact that she said that her mother was an alcoholic and abusive, so maybe she kind of felt like she didn't know how to be more loving, but maybe she thought she was being loving compared to her experience with her mother or sister. Or she might have been parroting some of that without realizing it, too. 
I think maybe part of that is that, that tough love. Like if you grew up with an abusive parent, there was probably not that structure there and she probably felt like she wasn't set up for success. So here she is, she's she's working her butt off, she's doing double shifts, her husband just lost his job and she's literally, like, I mean, Catholic school tuition is not cheap by any means. So they're really pouring everything into their children to give them a better life than what they had. And they just, they don't quite, it's almost like a miscommunication problem. I think, I, I think a lot of teenagers are like that. Yeah, no, definitely. And so. it's, they, they showed it where, like, they weren't even properly communicating their struggles with her. That's true. And it showed those, like, small comments that te teenagers make like the wrong side of the tracks or you're dropping me off a block away yeah. from school those sorts of things yeah, and her father seemed very um soft-spoken and you know her, her mother would always basically speak for her father and i, I don't know if it was because he he couldn't um express himself or just or it was just more of a, ah, you know, it's not that big of a deal, I'll, I'll be fine, kind of thing. Um, but it, Lady Bird, some of the things she said definitely affected him, and he didn't tell her. Although, again, I don't know if it really affected her that badly, or if Mom was just blowing it out of proportion, it's hard to tell. I think, like, uh, both of the parents, I guess, they were very, very aware that you know like they had it hard and they're still having it hard so just want to make sure that like Lady Bird or Christina didn't go off the, the rails you know like they are giving whatever they can so just making sure itself it can be sometimes the thin line between overparenting and making sure that you know your, your, your kid is in the right block so as you guys are saying you know the heart is there but maybe the execution of what you want probably might be a bit off and considering that Lady Bird herself is a strong a little bit dysfunctional at times character it, it's hard makes it harder you know yeah so one thing i noticed with this film was they brought up a lot of different class issues and i i guess it just felt more prevalent with me this time around so i guess we're talking about parenting styles and they didn't show us too much of the parents of the other kids but you know how could we compare and contrast how they showed the parenting styles of her parents versus like her more rich peers I think uh, Jenna's parents kind of alluded to kind of like the whole mean girls type of parent that lets you go party and drink at their house. Whereas, um, and then also like I think uh, her boyfriend's family is kind of more Republican. And, you know, they have parties for Thanksgiving. And then, uh, it's and then, it's funny you say. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, but I actually, I forget, I was telling someone a, about this film, and I was Lady Bird, and they thought it was about Lady Bird Johnson. And oh, as I was yeah. watching this, I was like, maybe that's why Grandma was okay with her being called Lady Bird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Oh. Yeah, so I was just saying, and then her family, it's like she has an adoptive brother that's Latino, and then her, I think her, his wife was uh, biracial or black, so it's kind of more integrated. They're probably California, right? Yeah, California. <laughs> yeah. But it's Sacramento, California. It's like, you know, uh, we saw the correction at the end when the guy, when she said Sacramento, and the person was like, what? And she said San Francisco. Yeah. Though I still feel like most people know what, where Sacramento is. Well, I mean, like, is. to be honest, I'm not from the country myself, but is it like, is it the, the rich part of California or is it the bad part of it? Neither. Is this a conservative part? It's more of a suburban kind. 
it's it's like maybe two hours away inland from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean you saw there even in Sacramento there was kind of like the wealthy area and the the working class area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's but uh, that just made me think of another point where uh, Lady Bird is basically trying to deny who she is. So, like, telling her, or Jenna, that, uh, oh, I live in this big, nice, big house. And then, at the end, she's she's still doing it. Tell the guy, oh, I'm from San Francisco, because she thinks San Francisco's more interesting than Sacramento. Everyone wants to be cool. Right, exactly. But she still has a deep-seated love for her hometown. Right, yeah. Although, I don't think she quite understands that. Not yet. Yeah. I think the part where they showed about where she drove the first time, you know, about saying, Oh, I've been to these turns all the time and then and also the parts where she her her screen and it was merging with her mom driving the car and all, you know. It, it was kind of nice for me. And it was like it's it's you know, you, you both are the very similar fabric you know, and then you love the city but you know, it's shown in a different way or they realize in a different extent kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, I found it interesting um, that the, the nun was saying, who obviously loved Sacramento very much, mm-hmm. she's like, it's okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end where she's getting emotional driving around Sacramento for the first time, it's it's obvious that she loves, loves it and just doesn't quite understand that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that she'll figure it out eventually. I think a lot of her pushback is it's very clear that her peers are like not thinking of moving outside and right. uh, so I'm from Poughkeepsie New York it's an hour and a half north of the city of New York City I should say and that's a lot of people I went to high school with have very similar mentalities that you're just gonna go to the local community college and get a job somewhere in town and not really go anywhere so I think she saw a lot of that in her peers and it just might have been like rebelling against that yeah, my, my hometown is similar. There's still quite a few people who still live there. I was not like that. <laughs> I feel like having grown up uh, 40 minutes north of Chicago, I feel like a lot of people in my high school, some went to New York City, some went to you know, Hawaii and kind of branched out. But then a lot of people from my school usually went to like University of Iowa, and then but they would move back and be teachers. So I kind of played into that Speaking of these, so there was one small joke in there that I think only people from New York would have been able to get, and it's when she was talking about applying for colleges, and she's like, is Sarah Lawrence near the city? So I can tell you Sarah Lawrence is like a seven-hour drive north of New York City. It's in, it's in the middle of the Adirondacks. It's, yeah, it's one of those um, areas that to get anywhere, you have to drive a half hour. To. <laughs> Is it like one movie? You know, this, there's a movie about the, the map. There was, I forgot the name, like there was a place where you don't, like cartographers will put a spot. There's a movie about like two, two like high school kids will go way up to a place in the Adirondacks, you know. I, I forgot the name, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably when you grow up in a small town, you just want to see the rest of the world and explore. So it's probably just what she was portraying and conveying. 
only issue I have with that is Sacramento's not a small town, and it's like also like the uh, capital of California, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I think I think in her like mind, I think it was. Oh, I think that's all it is. It's just, there's not much happening there. What she was. Right. It's not as glamorous as say New York and everything. I mean, I grew up in St. Louis, and it's not like it's a city, but there's nothing happening. There. Um, I mean, there was a lot of like my family's still down there and everything. They're staying there, and it's just like I, this is the reason why I came to Chicago. There was more stuff going on there. I mean, if, I mean the downtown is kind of if there's not a baseball season, it's pretty much a ghost town, you know. And the kind of city is going on, and then there's a baseball game. But yeah, that's what it was. Wanting to go when something new is happening. Um, it was cool not to, because I went to Catholic school, and there was a lot of that. The girls who had money, and the girls who kind of sort of didn't have much. So, do you feel like it was an accurate portrayal of Catholic it was, school? It was, it was fairly accurate, although. I don't know that. I mean, I, I think the mean girl could have been even meaner, because especially I don't know. But no, say like if, it was, if she was going to an old girl school, there is a downright. There, there is some really catty kind of the back and forth psychological stuff going on that made me really kind of like I had a best friend there, and we just kind of like clung to each other because we didn't we both didn't quite. And then she was like the only Asian girl in the school, and I was just like, I don't belong here. <laughs> like, I got here, I, it was kind of like my mom was like, This would be good for you. your sister, really loves this school, you should go here. And I'm like, I shouldn't have gone here, and just kind of along it through. But I'm almost glad I found it. Almost her. sounds like your story is similar to <laughs> yeah, similar. We, we, we do have a, me and my mother kind of have a similar relationship, I guess, in some ways. <laughs> but the only thing is, is it's like I'm not, I not really nostalgic for St. Louis so much. It's like she's from. I don't say. Well, they're like I was sad when like Chuck Berry died and everything. It's like okay, I can never go to the duck room and see him again. That was sad. Yeah. I was kind of nostalgic for that because that was really cool to see him. As, as crazy as a man he was, it was really cool to see him <laughs> in the duck room. He was still calling girls up on stage at the end of the show. Yeah. He was very much a dirty old man. <laughs> <laughs> you do have the, the purple, the, the, the pink hair, you know? Now to see, like, oh, yeah, this is really, yeah. I, you couldn't do that. You there was no way you could do this in Catholic school. I mean, especially in my Catholic school, you couldn't do this. Yeah, I well, mean, no, they, they wouldn't let me. Her hair color was like it was like a siren red, which I think you can kind of get away with. Well, which kind of annoyed me in some ways because I, I, when I first saw it, I was thinking my so called life. I don't know, it was him and some of her attitudes. This is what I reason why I don't. Necessarily, I'm I'm kind of up in the air about this. Whether this is really Oscar-nominated movie, because I feel like I've seen this coming in age story somewhat in a way that I don't know if it brought anything new to the table in a way, innovative-wise. So I'm so I'm kind of like, yes, I didn't hate it or anything, but I don't know if I was blown away by it by some of the other films I've seen. Is there, if there was one thing you would change about this film to make it better, what would that be? I really think 
the, the whole thing from college and everything was unnecessary. I think I would have ended it at the airport, personally. Um, um, I don't know. You know it's just, I know what I don't want to nitpick because I know it's also her life, too. Yeah, that's, you know I what guess I mean? that's it's my, like it's also her life, too. That's my, know. my, not for this film, but I, I guess I'm just thinking about Greta Gerwig in general. Um, I thought this was a really great directorial debut for her. Um, though it is, it's literally her origin story. Like, I went to her Wikipedia afterwards and I was like, oh, wow, this is exactly it. Like, down, I think, like, her mom's name is Christine. So it's, like, down to that detail. And so I think it was good for this film. Um, I don't think she'll win Best Director just because it's her directorial debut, but it does make me, like, curious if, she, you know, what else she has or, you know, if she's going to rely on her personal experiences going forward or if she has any other stories to tell. I, th I think I feel she could have done a little bit more on the small jobs he, uh, like the movie did, like, for example, the, the Republican angle, you know what I mean? It, it's, again, it's a big stroke the saying, like, oh, don't be Republican. It's a very common joke, but, you know, it might alienate some of the Republican voters thinking, oh, I don't believe all of this stuff. That She's from the indie scene, though, so don't But, you know, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, you don't want to broad stroke someone because the Republican folks might be like, well, I'm, I agree with, like, 90% or 50% of the stuff, you know. I mean, I believe I'm a liberal myself, so I do agree with that, but I just don't want to alienate people in that sense, you know. And then, like, some maybe with the Catholic and, and the gay personality involved, you know, maybe a little bit more expression on that, but again, it was not his movie, it was her movie, so, yeah. Uh, picking up with the Republican, I guess one thing I noticed this time around that not so much the first time is... I mean, I knew it was set in early 2000s, you know, it's like 2002 going on 2003, and I was thinking about, you know, obviously 2001 was such a pivotal year in the U.S., and I was thinking about, okay, what was that environment like, and, you know, do you guys think that they accurately captured that? Usually watching the Iraq War on the evening news. Yeah, they mentioned about the, the the plane, right? You can't walk up to to the, the drop away, so that is maybe a slight hint to it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think the like the TSA. I don't think came along till 2004, 2005. So, and not that not that uh, airport security would have been lax, but. Uh, it definitely wasn't what it is now. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they. I, I think you're right. They could have um, expanded on the, the the kid being gay a little more, or uh, there were some other topics that they just kind of brushed. That that abortion scene was really hard. Yeah, even if it's an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember. I mean, they, they did that. They, they made you actually watch um, an abortion on the video whenever they had this going. Yeah, they, they, they did that. And I remember there her, yeah, one of the teachers was like trying to do this. This is your more like way to get like 
cancer and everything if you have an abortion there is to that and I remember getting kind of pissed off about this they're like this doesn't seem right and actually like are you sure you're definitely gonna get cancer if you have an abortion and everything and like kind of like her like looking at me and like you're not <laughs> yeah you're, you're not you know following along with this and everything and like that's another reason why I didn't feel like I fit into that it was well, it, was, it was almost like at that age, I went to Catholic grade school and all that, did all that whole thing, and I was, when I got to high school, I was just like, I'm kind of been here, done this. I think it happens to a lot of Catholics. You either become, you either come out of it thinking you're really into it and you wind up having five children like my mother, or you consider yourself an atheist by the time you hit college, you know, it kind of goes, there's no in between, it's weird. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think it also showed kind of the liberalism of their family yeah. about how she could just talk to her mother about having sex and stuff. And it kind of showed, like, well, her parents are more liberal than the school. Maybe they're going for the prestige of the school. Well, I don't think she was actually Catholic yeah. in there because she wasn't taking the Eucharist and everything. That's yeah. something yeah. you just kind of go up and you get a blessing. So I think, yeah, yeah, it was it just for the... Like yeah, you didn't see the family going to mass. Yeah, and stuff. I don't think she was like baptized or yeah. anything. Like that makes sense. And they, um, I mean, really, they said that she was going to that school um, so that she wouldn't have to go to the public school. Yeah. Right. Which that's that's kind of like a whole. I mean, they didn't really go into it that much, but I feel like that's a whole other dynamic of why people send their kids to private schools. Her friend, it's kind of sad, you know, the, she was that girl that had the crush on the teacher, and you could almost feel like that almost limited her ambitions, too, that when she kind of realized, like, oh, no, her teacher is married and they have a kid and would no way be interested in her at all. Uh, I wonder, too, if she was just doing well in that class because of the attraction to the teacher. Like, she may not have been for that bright. It's hard to know for sure, though. Yeah, they didn't show her doing poorly otherwise, though. But they only showed her in that one class. They showed her doing well in the theater, though. Yeah. That's true. So. That's true. I think she probably was. At least it was more than average on the, on the, on the other courses, hopefully, you know? Yeah. yeah. Approximately was more than average or average oh, at okay. least, right? If not yeah. like excellent, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I so I think they kept that um, ambiguous. ambiguous on purpose, but I can tell you I think she went to Bruges. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, the real life Oh no, I'm sorry, I lied. She went to Barnyard. And that that is a school in uh, in New York City, so I'm pretty sure that's. I think they left it open ended on purpose, but that's where the real life Greta Gerwig went. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 
I was thinking like when they started showing up the, the pictures and stuff, I thought they would do this small angle of how New York is pretty a hard city and how she feels alone and then she realized Sacramento is like it's also a great place but still hanging out in New York but I, I didn't I don't they didn't really touch on that maybe it was ending right so but it would be nice to see Lady Bird too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we're probably good. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised though, like you were saying, since this one is so autobiographical, the next one might be like from college onwards, probably now. But we'll, we'll see what she does. You know, she's she's dating Noah Baumbach in real life, so oh, yeah, I right. I bet there's a collaboration <laughs> coming up. She's dating Noah Baumbach. He's a director. He did um, Francis. Or no, he didn't do that one. Sorry, he did Mistress America. Um, while we're young. Why am I drawing a blank? I probably I probably picked the more. You did the series on Chicago. No, no, that? that's Joe Swanberg. Oh, no, <laughs> I get that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they're both like mumblecore type directors. Um, so this film did get a lot of nominations, including for Best Picture. So um, how do you guys think this one stacks against the competition? Sure, uh, yes, I have that up. I'm not going to forget. So the nominees for Best Picture this year... There are Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Get Out, The Post, Call Me By Your Name, and Lady Bird. Was the guy in this movie the same guy in Call Me By Your Name? Yes, yes. That was the one thing I picked up this time as well, yeah. And there was a guy in Shape of Water who's also in The Post, but besides the point. Room for new actors, huh? Room for new faces. Yeah. <laughs> I the only reason why I don't think the post will win is Spotlight won a couple of years ago, and there's a lot of similarities between them. Yeah, more Spotlight. So I mean, that may work to its benefit because obviously that it wasn't quite as actual spotlight though um, uh, personally I, I really want I'm really, really rooting for Lady Bird but I haven't watched everything yet um, I'm hoping that either Lady Bird or Get Out will get it but I haven't seen um, Darkest Hour or Call Me By Your Name yet so I've heard great reviews about Shable Water yeah, no, well, yeah. that's what I mean. For, I'm torn between Get Out and The Shape of Water because I do think those are two movies that brought something actually really different. I mean, The Shape of Water was a twist on the creature from the Black Moon. What if she was into it? <laughs> that direction. And Get Out is really cool. It's it's almost like it's not since it's simple like hillbilly kind of. You know, racism, it's like, oh, the liberals get creepy with it. You know, that type of edge. And I think that direction is cool, too. So it's like, it's almost, this is a new thing, and I thought that, that deserves some credit. To support both of your arguments, um, what I liked about Get Out was 
Jordan Peele really subverted a lot of elements of horror films, which I'll admit I'm not an aficionado on. I tend to avoid them, but I do like that he took a lot of those stereotypes and flipped them on their head. And, and he had a lot of social commentary just packed into it. And there's so much. There's just you could really dissect that film. Um, and then Shape of Water also has some really beautiful themes talking about how people, different people, react to diversity. Some people embrace it, and some people shun it. So I thought that was really nice there. Um, as Lady Bird, I, I guess I should say I really don't know what film's gonna win, and I don't have a a, a horse really yet. Um, I like that Lady Bird. I think it's a really fairly realistic portrayal of coming of age teenage daughters that I love that scene when they're in the thrift store and they're like arguing and then all of a sudden they're like almost yelling at each other and then one moment the mom finds the right dress and is like oh what do you think about this oh I think it's perfect and they do like a 180 flip in like half a second um I, I really feel like each film has like its strengths and weaknesses and you can make a case for any yeah yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not sure which one's going to win. Um, but again, I haven't seen Darkest Hour or Call Me By Your Name yet. But everything that I've seen so far is... They all have some very strong elements, even if I didn't care for the movie itself. Um, so this movie also got the two, the Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress nom nominations. So what do you guys think of the acting overall in this film? I thought it was really good. It's the woman was in Roseanne. What is her name? Lori Metcalf. It's been a long time since I've seen her in a movie. I don't know if she's in a movie, but I like that. I love that she's now in like a big film. I didn't realize that was her. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> so that's Roseanne's so cool. coming back, so she's going to be in that. Yeah, she's going to be in that too. Yeah, she, I really liked her as the mother, and this, uh, the woman who played Lady Bird, this is her first role, isn't it her first, like, big role? No, 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 she was in Brooklyn. Oh, um, this is actually her third Academy Award nomination. She was, she was nominated for Brooklyn, and also I think she got a supporting actress for when she was younger, like a kid, but I can't remember what that oh, one is. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. In Brooklyn, I think she she was more. Um, Brooklyn, she was the main actress. Yes, yeah, she was the main character. She was more bulkier, right? I no, no, she was more or less the same. She, I mean, she played in Irish. So I'm not going to even try to pronounce her name because I'm going <laughs> to butcher it. But she she is from Ireland, so she was playing an Irish immigrant. So she, that was like her natural um, accent in Brooklyn. Um, so she played an Irish immigrant coming to New York. She falls in love with an Italian man, and she goes back and like kind of almost marries an Irish man, even though she already got married to the Italian man. It was like an interesting storyline. <laughs> but she was nominated for that role as well. Okay. Yeah, she's good in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think she might be the favorite to win Best Actress this, I could see this that, time yeah. around. Yeah, she well, she definitely nailed the American accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see if I can pull up who the other nominations are there. Well, it's, it's funny that like this movie, since it's kind of like portraying 
a very usual normal story it's hard to come in on you know it's like things that we experience maybe then we'll end up talking about our own lives rather than the movie because right. it, it's kind of like you know oh I went to school yes so she went to school I went to school and she had fights with her mother well I had fights with my mother so that's that's a lot of things that I think people connect to but more like nothing super special or I think for me at least the acting was good but not very different or it didn't give for me it was like okay you know sure. yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's part of what I really liked about it because some of these movies they try to capture that mm-hmm. and they just they don't like, people don't talk like people and they don't interact like people and you just you get something very like robotic or alien and this was very organic and natural and that's part of what I really liked about it this song for me like a French movie you know Oh, the French movies were like, nothing very mm-hmm. special, or the, the swings are not that strong. Sure. It's a small, gradual increase, and you mm-hmm. do, you don't realize that two hours have gone. You know, yeah. I really enjoy the movie, yeah. but there's not nothing specific that I, I would sure. be happy to talk. You know, it's more like a general good feeling about the movie. Yeah. So I, I pulled up the nominations, and it, it's actually a really tough category. So it's Sally Hawkins from Shape of Water, so the lead in Shape of Water. Frances McDormand from Three Billboards. Um, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya. She's not getting it. So we'll <laughs> skip that. Lady Bird. And Meryl Streep from The Post. She's not getting it. She just gets nominated for everything. But Sally Hawkins and Frances McDormand are really good my only thing is Alison Janney was really good and I, Tanya, she was insanely good. But I've, I've heard people, a lot of people say the same thing. Yeah. But does anyone else have any other thoughts that we didn't get to on Lady Bird? Um, does anyone have any recommendations on you know, movies, TV shows, anything else to check out? Well, I think uh, the series Girl Boss on Netflix is a lot like this since based in San Francisco. It's kind of a really sad kind of coming into following a career type story about a young girl. So I think it kind of relates to this movie. Also feel like uh, the the timing of the movie, like 2002. Well, now a lot of things are a lot of series and movies that are doing kind of retro. I would say like a time when we guys grew up, like because they are targeting a lot of millennials, so they are going to do a lot of stories either in that 80s, 90s, and 2000 level. So it's not like growing up stories right now. You know, it's kind of like growing, growing up stories at 2000 because the folks who grew up at that time probably are the ones going to movies so it's kind of like a marketing thing that goes into you know and you see in a lot of series a lot of songs well I think it's more on the art scene also that a lot of retro things retro but it makes it look old but you know they try to put that in I mean I like it enough but yeah um, my recommendation is Altered Carbon on Netflix I just started watching 
Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's quite good. Uh, very sci-fi, kind of. Uh, has a little bit of mystery thrown in, too. It's, it's really interesting. Not very far into it yet, but I, I've enjoyed what I've watched so far. Um, the show that I've started binge-watching is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and it's it's also about kind of like an over-the-top personality, and um, so it, it's created by Rachel Bloom, and she also star, stars in it, and she kind of views her life as a musical, so it's essentially a musical TV show, if musical theater was a TV show. Um, it's, it's actually, the plot is really more intricate, and there's a lot more to it than... You know, like when you watch the first episode, what you would think would be part of it. So, if you're interested into over-the-top theatrical types, <laughs> check out Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. There's a little bit of that in Ladybird. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Um, Netflix-wise, the Black Mirror. There's a new season of that. I really like that series. Um. The film that I really think should have gotten nominated was Lemony Vincent, but it never will because animation is sorely... It did get nominated in the animation category at least, oh, yeah. right? I think I should have gotten... Because it's just the look of it, I think I should have made like, the best picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it got nominated for animation, but we all know Coco's going to win. Yeah. Yes, uh, <laughs> at least because it got nominated. Because that's the way that works in the Oscars. How about Moana? Moana is also there, right? It was. And was Boss Baby should be. It's Boss Baby's in there too, right? Yeah, Boss Baby got nominated. nominated. <laughs> yeah, Boss Baby got nominated and Loving Vincent didn't. I think that tells you all you really need to know. <laughs> or, um, I'm sorry, Loving Vincent did get nominated, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving around. Boss Baby. <laughs> anyway, instead of watching Boss Baby, put on Loving Vincent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I thought it was a fun discussion. Um, and you can check us out on our Twitter at Film Punch Meetup. Or if you need more uh, room to give us feedback or comments, you can email us at filmpunch at gmail.com. Thanks.